Jason puts these like before <laughs> <laughs> I literally put it on my computer and I still almost forgot. <laughs> All right, we're going. We're good. Okay, so yeah, just some general examples, and I'm sure you guys can relate as well. Job loss, job change, um, school. I know for my kids, they went from being three kids in school full-time to being home full-time a couple years ago. Um, The whole mask debate um, that created its challenges, um, not being able to see family or friends, and even just... Um, some of us losing family and friends over the past couple of years. Um, so I think about group too and just how the past couple of years have changed and morphed. Um, hybrid, everything from hybrid to not meeting at all, meeting at church, meeting in public places outside, um, and losing that relational closeness too. I don't know if you guys felt that as well, but there's a little bit... I don't know. It it changed a little bit as far as like just the relationships a little bit, um, and even just that, like the differences of opinions. That may, and maybe that's part of it too. Just knowing that people have different opinions, um, and I know for us too, some personal examples, um, just the normal routine of life and family being kind of like turned on its head. Um, learning how to cope with that and flex with that and change, um, friends that that left the church, staff that left the church, and just working through that and, and the loss that comes with that too, um, and even just that, that shift in ministry and what it looks like over the past couple of years. Yeah, so what do we what do? we do? How do we pursue Christ, which is the theme of tonight, full, how do we remain full, our car can only run um, when our lives are centered on, on Christ, so how do we experience that? But then how, how do we then let alone lead others when we ourselves might be struggling? And I know for Em and I, we have found hope in a book of the Bible tucked away in the Old Testament. One of the prophets, the book of Haggai. Anyone ever read Haggai before? All right, probably not many of you, but it is a very unfamiliar book tucked in the Old Testament. But honestly, is a book that has been a great source of encouragement, I think, and, and hope just to Em and I as we have navigated through these few years that... We hope we'll encourage you that you can draw from or see as a place, a well to draw encouragement um, to you as well. So brief, let me just give you a brief overview of Haggai. But uh, for years, Israel was in uh, Babylonian captivity. And uh, there was a small group or this remnant that returned back to Israel. They returned back to Jerusalem after they had kind of been forced out and had been forced away from their home country. And Haggai is the author of the book, the book of Haggai. And he was a prophet, and that meant Haggai was a a truth teller. And so he returned to this group, this remnant of Israel that returned back to Jerusalem. And his goal was, his purpose was uh, to call the people back to God, to call this remnant, to call the nation of Israel to look back to God and to shift their focus from themselves, the hardship that they've had to endure being in Babylonian captivity. It It was brutal, but to to turn it back to the faithfulness of God, of a covenant-keeping, faithful God, and tasked them, this small group, with rebuilding the temple. And rebuilding the temple was a big deal. It was a huge deal because in the Old Testament, that was the way that people worshiped God. That was the way that people experienced um, the presence of God. And so these people had just returned from captivity. They'd become apathetic. They had lost their focus on God, um, they become excessive, they've misplaced their priorities, 
And now God is telling them through Haggai, hey, look, I want you to rebuild the temple. I want you to rebuild this important piece of, of, of Israel, important place where you can experience the presence of God. And because of the words of Haggai, he speaks to this remnant and the people start to work. They start to get back to work after being um, in captivity. And if we, if we kind of, as we were thinking through this, if we were to kind of compare timeline-wise of Haggai to today, um, and you'll see it up on the screen. So pre-2020, that was like the glory and the greatness of the temple during Solomon's time. You know, it was great. The temple was beautiful. It's, you know, everything was awesome. People experienced closeness with God. And then you go to... 2020, 2021, and then that's when the Babylonian <laughs> captivity happened. Just, you know, being completely unfamiliar with everything that you ever thought was normal. Um, struggling, hard times, that's that chunk right there. And then you think about today, currently, that's this whole part that we're talking about now in Haggai. Just the, the rebuilding of the temple, going back, trying to to form like the new normal as many of you have heard of um so yeah it's just it's it's funny i mean it could be a, a bit of a stretch as far as you know relating the two but we're like there's there's got to be some parallels here a little bit so but yeah in the midst of the people kind of reacclimating to life and rebuilding the temple they were also remembering and struggling with that remembering the good old days um and i I think about like how many times over the past couple of years that I've remembered the good old days that pre 2020 when when things were comfortable things were kind of you know normal and um, yeah I think there's there's that struggle with with the good old days and we're trying to think through that like gee everything was pretty great back then um, and it's just funny how like we have this whole timeline now with like BC, AD, but then you have PC, and then th there's like this determining of events of like before 2020 and then after 2020. Um, so yeah, and it's the book of Ezra actually, so we're in Haggai, yes, but the book of Ezra actually talks about how the older members of the community, so the people that had been there pre-captivity and then went into captivity and then came back. Um, so those older members, they were remembering what the temple was in all its glory and how it used to look back in the day before it was destroyed. And so when they saw the rebuilding of this temple in Haggai and how Haggai was describing it, they actually, they wept. Um, and then Ezra 3, 11 through 13, it says this, with praise and thanks, they sang this song to the Lord. He is so good. His faithful love for Israel endures forever. Then all the people gave a great shout, praising the Lord because of the foundation of the Lord's temple had been laid. But many of the older priests, Levites, and other leaders who had seen the first temple wept aloud when they saw the new temple's foundation. The others, however, were shouting for joy. The joyful shouting and weeping mingled together in a loud noise that could be heard far in the distance. And I, I think the thing that stuck out to me in this is that there was, um, what is it, verse 13, the joyful shouting and weeping mingled together. Mm -hmm. um, and just 
how I, I feel like that's how we can learn how to struggle well. Um, there's that, that tension, that mixing of the weeping, but then the shouting of joy. Yeah, and so there's this perspective in the midst of hardship that has you looking back, but also has you wanting to propel and think and look forward. And I think as we think of this theme of full and pursuing Christ and that we're to pursue Christ well, um, and maybe even doing that while we are still struggling, that is, is so important. And so we thought it'd be helpful even just to talk through some of the struggles that, that we had to endure. So these are personal struggles that we had to endure as we're looking back yet also looking ahead and also dealing with some of these struggles that, that we, we experienced that hopefully can be an encouragement to you. Um, but here's just a couple of examples that we were kind of looking back, looking forward, trying to navigate through these struggles well. Yeah, the first one, um, it's just that now, but not yet. Um, I think, I feel like that's kind of like a, a phrase that I've heard before, that now, but not yet, being in the middle, sort of, um, looking back at, you know, what has happened, God's faithfulness, but also learning to be okay with that, that tension, that struggle of, like, this is hard, like, this is, you know, this kind of stinks. <laughs> So yeah, kind of living in the in between now, but not yet. The next one was more for me that just being able to admit that it's okay to not be okay, um, that it's okay to say it is really hard right now. That that was hard for me as someone who's a pastor, someone who should have the answers, should know the answers, to be able to say that it's it's okay to not be okay because I should be fixing or I should know what 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 to do, and uh, I think also when it's when it's hard, I have this tendency to kind of look outside to see what the problem is, when oftentimes I think God is using that moment or that time to say, hey, Nate, look within. Like, is there a piece or is there something within you that I'm trying to prune here right now, that I'm trying to work on you um, on that you're missing? You're so focused on the hurt that is out there that you need to, you need to look, um, you need to look within. And um, we actually spent time with a, uh, with a counselor down in Pennsylvania that was so helpful. He is a guy who specializes in meeting with, um, with pastors and people in ministry. He's down in Lancaster, PA. And one of, one of Drew's challenges to the staff over this last year was to refresh and to rebuild. Just take time to refresh and to you know reconnect because it has been hard. Ministry has been hard. Our church has been through a lot of transitions. Um, it's been it's been tough. And so Em and I decided we we're going to spend two days with this counselor. His name was Ron. Didn't know us from Adam, but knows ministry and was just able to step in and say things and see things. That was just such an encouragement and and I think a blessing um, to us. And one of the things he said is look look for ways to be a blessing to others when you're in hard times. That blessings are a gift. From God struggle it's a gift from God there is a blessing here for you Nate there is a gift do you see this struggle as a gift and I'd be like no <laughs> this is not a gift Ron what are you doing here is this some like uh, you know counseling tricks you're playing but he wasn't obviously he was trying to help me see again that there was something here that God was wanting to do and to show and to teach me but man, I was focused out here and I was looking out here that I was missing the reality of what God was doing. But then also that there was an opportunity for me to be a blessing to others, even in the midst of the pain and the hurt that was real that I was um, experiencing. But man, when life gets hard, I have a tendency to be very selfish because I'm just focusing 
on me. And these were lessons I think that we are continuing to learn, but have been helpful to us to understand, I think, as we process through some hard times. Mm-hmm. And you think as, you know, the year has gone on, you were kind of coming, coming out of everything, everything's kind of leveling off. I, like our kids, this is the first year in three years that they've gone back to school, like in a it looks like it's normal pre 2020. Um, so yeah, people seem to be coming back to church. People are going, coming to groups again. And you kind of feel that, that sense of peace again, that sense of comfort. Um, but I actually heard this podcast, um, more recently and how she was saying how, um, people joke around by, you know, by saying not today, Satan, or they talk about like the enemy attacking them. Um, and we almost associate, um, hard times with, you know, something that say, you know, maybe the enemy's doing or if, whether it's a flat tire, traffic jam, bounce check, you know, something hard at work. Um, and we kind of imagine him bringing all these hard things into our lives, but, you know, she was explaining how Satan does know human nature. I mean, I think sometimes we, we don't give him enough credit and that what if what if the way that Satan was working was to actually keep us in comfort to keep that peace and and how instead of all these trials he's bringing us that peace that comfort um because he knows that that's what keeps us further away from God we're not we don't have that dependence on God um we don't have you know just that intimacy with God um, and that I that just challenged my thinking because I was like, oh, like God's giving me the peace, but like you you think about it, like like what if that peace is meant like to kind of like make me comfortable, like God, I don't need you, and you know the 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 times when it's hardest, that's when I'm closest to God. Mm-hmm. There's a another piece from the Book of Haggai that was important um, to us when it comes to working through the hard. I hope this can be an encouragement to you as group leaders as, as well. Haggai, he challenges the people here. Let's see if I have it. Yeah, Haggai 2, verses 3 through 5. Um, and he says this. He says, Does anyone remember this house, this temple, in its former splendor? How in comparison does it look to you now? It must seem like nothing at all. Be strong, all you people still left in the land, and now get to work. For I am with you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. My spirit remains in you, just as I promised when you came out of Egypt. So do not be afraid. And what I love about these verses here is you can see like the the people's perspective is shifted back to God. He says, get to work for I am with you. My spirit remains among you, just as I promised when I came out of Egypt. And he was directing the people back to the faithful covenant keeping God. That he is with them, he is good, he is for them, and he is is faithful and instead of them just looking back or thinking that the past is better than the present the people could remember the faithful and steadfast character of who god is and be encouraged to trust him then with their future with the new temple and the rebuilding of that of that of that temple and so we have a couple of practical things too in light of this as group leaders how do we transfer this or, or how do we help those you know, we might be struggling ourselves and are struggling with different things. How do we transfer what we are learning to the people that God has placed in our group? How do we help them to pursue Christ when 
when times are hard. And so here's a couple of examples that we have used and found helpful and we'll open it up to discussion at the end. We'd love to hear your thoughts as well, but here's just some things that Em and I have found to be helpful, ways to help our group to pursue Christ, perhaps even during challenging times. Um, the first thing that I thought was remembering um, and remembering our past is a good thing and God commands his people to do it often and yet it's easy for us to slip from remembering God's faithfulness to coveting a past that never was. So remembering like those good old days, but then kind of getting stuck there. Um, so um, we used to do this activity um, when we were on staff with crew. Um, so basically, <laughs> like, why are there red cups in here? <laughs> but um, what we would do is we would actually write, I pre-wrote some of these, but it, like with your group, you can rewrite, um, like thing, just remembering what you have come across in the last year or even the last trimester, whatever that may be, um, like a new new job. And this is modeled. What where did you say it from? Is from in the Bible when oh when they here would I raise my Ebenezer. So the yeah, Old just Testament, like a, there would be moments where they would build blocks, and it was a testimony of God's faithfulness and goodness. It was a way to remember God's goodness. Yeah, so, so basically, just like kind of doing the the Ebenezer. <laughs> Um, so, and then, you know, I have another, another school year that came, um, broken relationships healed. So basically with your group members, just a visual picture, you know, writing these things out. But as, as you're doing this with your group members, it's helping them to point towards the faithfulness of God. So like, um, you know, broken relationships healed, how, how did you see God's faithfulness in that? Like, what what was it that pointed you back to God? Um, staff transitions. And, like, you know, as, as I was writing these things, I was like, these are all, like, good things. I mean, as we see in our eyes, good things. But, like, even, like, staff transitions, um, parenting. I, I didn't finish writing this because I was going to put parenting wins. But I'm also adding parenting losses <laughs> because... I think as we're remembering things, it can be good, but also it's those hard moments too that I feel like you can remember God's faithfulness. You can be drawn back to God's goodness, um, whether it's good in our eyes or you know not so good. Um, and I thought another one: seeing seeing someone come to Christ, seeing a friend come to Christ. Um, so yeah, basically just learning how to practice that remembrance, looking back, but then also looking forward. And just a great conversation with your group because you're going to talk through each of these and they can follow up, ask questions or just dialogue on, on what, what they're seeing and experiencing. Um, mm -hmm. but hopefully a practical, uh, a tip for you guys. Another one would be just to share openly about your own struggles and victories. Um, this kind of helps facilitate that, but I think when our people see us share openly of, man, the, the things and the hard things that we're having to navigate through helps them to see and know that they, we can relate to them, that that pulls out a, a hopefully an openness in them to want to share their own struggles and victories. We can't expect others to share their struggles if we don't as leaders do that. So share openly as group leaders. Another one would be just to use follow-up questions to pry a little bit deeper. I found this to be really helpful that someone will share something 
but you know like perhaps there's a little bit more there that they that they could be sharing or aren't offering so just the simple question of tell me more tell me more about that and then just sit back and wait and then let them open up and share and you'd be surprised that you start to get a little bit deeper into perhaps some of some of that struggle that they might be uh, that they might be uh, uh, dealing with another question that that I, I love to ask um, especially if someone is having a hard time kind of looking within like it's so easy in hard times to be it's this person's fault it's this person's fault or it's it's this whatever it's out here but this question of what's one thing you can do to improve or completely solve the problem I love to ask people that question what's one thing you might be able to do right now that could improve or solve the problem that you are facing again it gets them thinking about okay what's a positive step I might be able to take in this hard season or situation that I I find myself in another one would be just extra touch points maybe you need to go beyond just the once a week time together maybe you need to grab a guy and go out for coffee because you know he's struggling maybe you need to send a text message or a call or drop a meal off I think over this last year I think that's been something that's I think been really needed in the midst of what people are going on to go beyond don't ever feel restricted to your once a week gathering there might be moments or there might be a person or an individual that just might need some extra care, some extra support um, during a difficult, uh, a difficult season. Um, and then lastly is just try to help them see how uh, they can be a blessing. Again, it's that outward perspective. How, how can you be a blessing to the people around you, to your kids or to your spouse or to your um, friends or um, classmates, whatever it might be, that there is a blessing, there's an opportunity to be a gift to someone else. And, um, try to help them see that. Um, so yeah, these are a couple of, of examples. Um, I hope that our story and our struggles have been an encouragement to you um, as, a, as you've thought through your own life and even your own group experience over this last um, year to help you bring perspective on how to pursue Christ, but then also then to, to be able to lead your group members um, through the same um, so what we'd love to do, we have, we have some time. We'd love to open it up to you guys to just talk through lessons you've learned through the last few years, um, <coughs> struggles or challenges you or members in your group have had to deal with, or even ways you can add to this list. What are, what are things that you have, have found that have ways that have been helpful to you or to your group members for them uh, to pursue Christ? So really just open in the floor. It could be anything, but we'd love to dialogue with you guys more on this. Any thoughts, any questions? Um, I think some ways for our group that we like help them pursue Christ is that we've kind of decided for our, our group, we're like, hey, we're all gonna sit together and then we're all gonna serve together. So um, we would all sit together for a service and then encourage everybody else to like, hey, we're all just gonna go serve. Um, so that's been really good over the past year that we just started implementing it um and then kind of neat what you were saying just to share openly when we would break out um with my girls i like do this with my college students too i call them sunshines and stormies and i make everyone share what they are and it just like opens that conversation of like hey what's been a good part of your week and what's been a hard part of your week that like gets conversation going with, without being like hey how can we pray for you and then it's like yeah silence. that's great you know so Sunshine and stormy. Yeah, Sunshine so it's like, yeah, there's different names for them, but um, that's what we do. So Everyone's cool. like, 
like, all right, sometimes and stormies, and they're like, okay. We do highs and lows with our kids occasionally. Yeah. We gotta bust that one out. They all like that. Yeah. So I feel like that's just what um, we've been doing and it's been working good. And sometimes, like, it, it's just a, a good question like that can foster a discussion and unlock a discussion that sometimes, like you said, can be like, what do we, we need to pray for? And yeah. that can maybe be stale or shallow, that something like that can create a space to pull some of that out. I also love your idea about sitting together. It's something we've talked about. I think with COVID and people not coming to church all the time now, to be like, hey, we're going to be at the nine o'clock, this side of the auditorium, come sit with us. Mm-hmm. That's, that, I'm going to write that one. That, like, that's a, that's a really good idea. Yeah, isn't awesome because then you sit together and, yeah. and then we hang out after the service for like 15 minutes. And I did it today and the service times are so much faster that the timer went on and I was like, we gotta, gotta go. go, you know, but we usually just stay and like hang out after. So it's like a cool touch point. Um, That's really cool. Cool. Anything else? What else? To that second point about sharing openly with your struggles and victories, this trimester, I had listened to a podcast about how you can can kind of engage with people a little bit more through their stories, like their own upbringing and stuff. And our group has been together for a long time. But even like within like our group leaders, like I don't know their full story. So I think that this semester we're gonna try to have like one or two people go every time to like share their stories and hoping to kind of get something like pull some more vulnerability out of people or connection points too of like, hey, we're similar in this and I had no idea, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things we're gonna try is like I'm gonna share my story this week, you share it next week, and then we as we kind of grow and learn about each other, I I hope that we'll be able to share more and be more vulnerable in mm-hmm. some of those other struggles that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, picture cards can be a good thing to do it. Have you guys ever used the picture picture cards? I think Jason has done those at different times. They're like a, a stack of like 50 cards but they are we had it if you guys ever need them or want to try these just let me know we'll, we'll get them to you guys as group leaders but um we use them in summer group a lot but they're like 50 different photos and they're photos of all sorts of just nature or buildings or life people all sorts of different things and you would spread them out uh, like on a table uh, and then you would ask people three kind of you could come up with whatever questions the three general ones you may need to help me on are like well, the first one would be like what picture best represents your life right now mm-hmm. everyone picks a picture and then you go around take like two minutes to share why this picture represents your life and it's so great it's great discussion mm-hmm. then the second one is um what um what what picture best demonstrates your faith background or your faith journey and then everyone picks another picture that reflects their journey of faith um and then i forget what the third one is you remember it has something to do as to like what are you what are you hoping to see god do through this group or this trimester or in this year and then everyone picks out a picture again and that you know it's a picture reflecting what they desire to see god do in their life but again it's one of those conversation starters and i found it even helpful with your existing group like we're going to do it i think this year with our group that's been together for the last two years now mm-hmm. that just drives the conversation a little bit deeper you may find things or learn things about your group members that just mm-hmm. haven't come up through normal conversation so all to say like i love ideas like that though mm-hmm. that can 
pull out more stories or more more understanding of your group members. Yeah, our core leaders got the the cards stacked mm -hmm. this time too. Mm -hmm. And I think that I'm hoping that that will also help with people who are a little bit more shy or reserved and don't want to share as much. Right. You know, mm -hmm. that's right. It's been hard for me this, you know, this last year, our group was very inconsistent. Like we'd be like, okay, everybody's coming, all right. And then group would come around and we'd have one couple. The next week would be a different couple or one. And like one by one, people would drop like flies every week. Mm -hmm. And it was so hard, you know, it, we'd be like almost ready for group to start. And people like, oh, sorry, can't come. Oh, sorry, can't come. Mm -hmm. And it was so frustrating. I'd be like, man, Aaron, this stinks, you know. But like, after group, every time, literally if it was one person or one couple or whatever, it was always like, man, you know. It would have been great if more people came, mm -hmm. I'm sure. But like, that God can still use that and use that time that like we get to sit and talk and invest. And like, it definitely made me have to be more flexible than I am by nature. Mm -hmm. Like, because it'd be like, oh, well, we can't. Do this thing we had planned mm -hmm. because now it's three of us or it's four of us or whatever but um like trying to keep the perspective that like god knows god's not i'm surprised when everyone drops like flies but like god's not <laughs> yeah. and that he can still use that time so it was helpful for me like okay keep mm -hmm. showing up keep doing it you know like god's using this even if it's not how i think it's gonna look or supposed to look or whatever and have you guys experienced that like consistency in our group was really hard over this last year too Same kind of thing. like our roster is like 16 18 people but consistently you would get half that yeah you know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that would be a good week for us <laughs> <laughs> but 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 truly like god really did use the time and like trying to focus on that rather than like yeah. man these people didn't come or they needed sure. to come or i wish they came like mm. but these people showed up, and here's mm -hmm. how God worked. We always feel like there's better discussion when there's a small yeah. amount of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, not everybody shows up with a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, the bandwidth is a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. People who are less willing to talk when there's more people are more willing to talk when there's less people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. We had a night just like you described. Mm -hmm. One couple and one single came, and that was it. And it was like, should we really have this? Should right. we cancel? Right. Jean said, nope, we're going to do it. <laughs> a man got saved that night. Oh, wow. oh, you know, there were three men in their prayer group, and one guy said, will you pray for my salvation? Mm -hmm. And Jean said, let's talk about it. And the other guy just sat back, and Jean led him to the Lord. And mm -hmm. what a night. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what awesome. a night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so true. It's great. We just watched Groundhog's Day one. <laughs> That's the kind of deep spiritual work we do with that group. Uh, <laughs> extra files group. We bust out Groundhog's Day. Good breakfast group. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, sure we had a real good dialogue up there. Well, we, Em and I will hang out for a little bit after. Um, you're welcome to hang out and talk and dialogue more. Um, I know also there is ice cream out there, so you guys can get some first dibs on that, first pickings. Um, but uh, I can close this with prayer. Mm -hmm.
we'll let Before you guys do that too, just mentioning the Bible study that a lot of this came from, it was um, the Daily Grace, their Haggai study. Mm -hmm. um, it was It's so good. Um, and I just, I feel like I, I had never read any anything of Haggai, if I'm being completely honest. Like, I, I don't think I've ever read that and, like, focused on it in that way. So if you're looking mm -hmm. for a Bible study to do... They have tons of studies, too. Yeah. Daily Grace is a great, great resource. Really cool workbooks that are well laid out, really well done. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. All right, let me pray, and then uh, we'll let you guys go or hang out, whatever, whatever you'd like. Lord, we just thank you for tonight, and we just thank you for this chance to be together as as uh, as group leaders, and just to focus in on you. I thank you for just Drew's encouragement and vision earlier, and Jason's talk of just kind of reorienting and refocusing us, and just our desperate dependence and need for for you. And it can be so easy to try to to fill up on on other things or even other people, but God, those things will never fully or finally. Um, satisfy only only you can and I pray that for each of us here Lord that we would we would just desire um, that intimacy and closeness with you that that you are our source you are the well that we continue to, to go to a well that won't drop won't uh, run dry Lord and that you have um, incredible peace hope purpose passion that all is available in Christ that um that can be found in you and I pray, Lord, that you would help us this year to pursue you and that out of that would then flow our ability to minister and to care for and to love the, the people that you have in our groups who are hurting and struggling, coming from all different backgrounds and navigating different circumstances, Lord, that we would be able to, to come alongside and encourage them just from a, from a deep place of walking closely with, with you. And thank you for our time together tonight, Lord, and just even lessons from the, uh, your prophet Haggai uh, lessons God hopefully that we can take and apply to our lives here today and we just thank you again we love you Lord and pray all this in Jesus name amen, amen. thanks again guys thank you appreciate you spending some time with us